WSJM News Now. Team coverage from the WSJM Newsroom on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. WSJM News is brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download your free local news app today at the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Dave Wolf. The Berrien County Road Department worker who was killed when struck by a vehicle while on the job on Wednesday has been identified as 57-year-old William Mac Isom of Baroda. He was a more than 20-year veteran of the local road agency. Berrien County Administrator Brian DeSette said the mood at the county was somber. The best way I can put it is just awful. We started our morning with uh, roughly 80 road department workers uh, meeting at the uh, the road department. Uh, We went through a debrief of what occurred yesterday and then had uh, grief counseling services on site to assist anyone that's struggling with what occurred yesterday. Desette said this is another reminder for drivers to be extra careful when in work zones. Isom was working to clear a tree branch that had fallen over Redbud Trail in Orinoco Township on Wednesday when police say a drunk driver crashed into the branch. Isom was the lead department worker at the Broda Garage. He went to work to serve the public, and at roughly 3 o'clock on uh, Redbud and snow, he was working to clear debris from uh, a road right-of-way, and he was struck. The driver, 34-year-old Taylor Johnson of Buchanan, was arraigned on Thursday. He's charged with operating while intoxicated, causing death. Set said the county for now is working with Miosha. He says police have provided excellent service and support for the county following the crash. Residents of Benton Harbor have recycled more than 20,000 pounds of empty water bottles through a plastic water bottle recycling program offered during the state of Michigan's water distribution hours. According to the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, nine trailers of empty water bottles have been processed and a 10 trailer is currently accepting empty water bottles. More than 16 millions of free water have been distributed to Benton Harbor residents since September of 2021 as lead water service lines are replaced throughout the city. A water boil advisory for all of Covert Township and part of South Haven Township was issued on Thursday after a failure in communication between the South Haven Area Water Filtration Plant and the Covert Township Water Tower caused a widespread loss of water pressure. In anticipation of the water service being restored to the affected area, the South Haven Area Water and Sewer Authority, Covert Township issued the precautionary water boil advisory for the affected area until further notice. Residents are asked to vigorously boil any water for consumption for at least two minutes. Over the next 72 hours, officials will be testing the water to confirm it's safe prior to canceling the notice. You can visit our website for a complete map of the affected areas. The U.S. Senate has moved forward legislation to increase domestic production of computer chips. Congressman Fredupton told us this week he was expecting Senate approval of the bill that injects $50 billion in subsidies to U.S. computer chip manufacturers. He says there's been a problem among manufacturers, especially automakers, when it comes to getting enough semiconductors. Now we don't have these chips. We're not selling cars and appliances and phones because there's a real shortage of this as we have to look overseas rather than build them here. The Senate passed the CHIPS bill through a procedural hurdle on Wednesday and could give the package final approval this or next week. Upton says it would then go to the House. He says the new package will help ensure the nation has a reliable supply of the chips that it needs to run computers and cars and to make the next round of advances in things like quantum computing and hypersonics. Set for the weekend of August 5th is the Benton Harbor Riverfest. Event Committee Co-Chair Trenton Bowens tells us they'll have a wide variety of music over the three days along the riverfront. We got blues, country, R&B, rap, neo-soul, jazz, gospel. It's a three-day music festival in downtown in Bitten Harbor at the river. And we're having several different vendors. People can come out and support, listen to different music, and fellowship and have a great time in the city. 
Bowen says there'll be plenty of good food, and a highlight will be R&B singer Glenn Jones. This is the second year for Riverfest, after it was brought back last year following a lengthy hiatus. Tickets are $25 in advance and $35 at the door. The event will be held at 800 Riverview Drive. Bowen says this year's festival is bigger than last year, and he looks forward to making next year's festival bigger than this year's. The West Michigan Tourist Association is urging travelers and residents of the region alike to explore some local breweries. Spokesperson Aaron Murphy tells us you can book a guided beer tour or make your own beer trail map as you check out the wide variety of brews available. I think there's something special about the summertime and just having like a nice cold beverage on a hot summer day that I think people really enjoy and appreciate. I think there's a lot of ways that you can explore breweries as well. Murphy says a lot of people start in Grand Rapids or Kalamazoo, where you can find Bell's Eccentric Cafe and head to Berrien and Van Buren counties. She recommends delivery in Benton Harbor. They host a lot of live music, which is great, really all year long, but especially in the summertime, they're hosting a lot of live music. They've got some really great food specials as well, too. They just released a fan favorite beer, the Easy Keeper, that coincided with the live music that they're having return there. Murphy also recommends River St. Joe and Silver Harbor Brewing in St. Joseph and Round Barn Brewery and Public House in Baroda. Beer tourists might stop in South Haven, where there are three breweries to choose from. Governor Gretchen Wimmer has signed the largest Michigan state budget ever. While signing the spending plan on Wednesday afternoon in Detroit, the governor said the budget doesn't raise taxes, instead uses a significant amount of one-time funding. The $76 billion spending plan includes a school aid budget totaling $17.5 billion. The governor said the budget also adds $180 million to the state's rainy day fund. This um, strategy really is important and it's working we've got you know we, we aren't out of the soup we are bracing for what may be tough times ahead but i think the prudent way that we've designed this budget will help us sustain those fundamental investments and be able to really put michigan on a long-term path for prosperity the budget also includes funds for a new veterans home in marquette and a veteran cemetery in grayling the bridgman open air market will be hosting their first ever christmas in july market this sunday Organizer Nick Schmidt tells us he expects over 50 vendors to participate in the Christmas-themed event. We will have Santa and a couple of elves that will be there for people to take pictures with. We'll have Christmas music playing. All the booths will be decorated. All the crafters will be bringing a lot of their Christmas decor, their Christmas things for sale. Basically everything you'd see at a Christmas market in December, you should see here. Schmidt said there will be food vendors on site as well, including barbecue truck Pigs by Biggs. For more information on what vendors will be at the event, visit the Bridgman Open Air Markets Facebook page. A new nature preserve has been proposed in Traverse City. It would save a portion of land home to nesting bald eagles and a shallow water cove that acts as a nursery for wildlife. Chris Garrock of the nonprofit conservation group Grand Traverse Regional Land Conservancy says the land has been on its radar for a long time. The property itself sits in the middle of two other protected pieces of property the Arbutus Lake State Campground to the north and Pines Park to the west. Together, these create a little over 200 acres of protected property, which serve as important wildlife corridors. The Conservancy is looking to raise $2.4 million to keep the cove from development. Download the News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM app and listen online anywhere. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Dave Wolf.